0: Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Gardening Podcast with your host Matt and Mike, where we talk about what it's like to own and operate a gardening business inside of the UK. We talk about gardening, we talk about business, we talk about tools. Make sure you stay tuned. Welcome to episode two of the Grassroots Podcast. In this episode we're going to dive into our loves and hates of gardening. So we're going to pick three things that we love and three things that we hate each. And the reason for doing this on episode two is I thought it would be a great way for you guys to get to know us a little bit and our loves and hates and what we love doing on a day-to-day basis and uh, those jobs that we don't like doing quite so much. So three we love, three we hate, let's get started. So over to you, Mike, give us your first love
1: are oh, we doing loves first? I was excited to get into the hates, but I'll do love first. No, um, you've
0: got to you got to start. We've got to start with a positive <laughs> vibe, haven't you?
1: Um my first love.
0: No, I, not your first I, love, just, just yeah. you garbage
1: love. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love like transformations. So okay. for me, that is overgrown cleanups. So when when you go into a lawn and it's just a right mess it's just grass three foot high and just stuff everywhere and you you can get the edges back in you can get the grass down and it just makes such a transformation and the customer feels like they're getting the, the money's worth and, and then you get good pictures for your for your social media and you yeah. get a, a sense of satisfaction really that's yeah, it's trans- transformations, really. But overgrown cleanups is my, my first one. That's... that's interesting. I mean, yeah.
0: you, you, you're absolutely right. You, you can get, if you take really, really good before pictures, and you stand in the same position and you get yeah, an that's, after, that's after shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, remembering where you stood. <laughs> now there's not a trampoline there. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, There's there's definitely, I can see that from a, kind of satisfaction point of view and a social media picture. Yeah, the the social media thing
1: I like it because the people scroll past it and think, oh I quite like that.
0: Yeah, unfortunately this is one of my hates. (laughs) Um, I am not a fan of doing overgrown lawns and um, cleanups that are in a a really sorry state. just not something that i don't particularly enjoy the process of doing it if i'm honest okay i like taking something from a half decent state to a really good state as in a lawn that like a lawn edging would be a great example of that yeah not that's one of my loves but like it's it's never in a terrible state because you do the lawn weekly or fortnightly but just tidying up those edges just takes it from like a re from an a normal state into a really, really good state. I find taking something from zero to like ten a little bit kind of worrying because I'm going to leave it and then it might go back to where it was. Ah, uh, you see that? That's And that you... saddens me a little bit.
1: Yeah, that that transformation, as long as it's a good one, can then obviously gain you that customer, and then you get the the going from the the mid state to the. The good state, because you never get an overgrown cleanup to look amazing on the, compared to some, on the, the first game. But it's getting that, sometimes you get the customer out of it, more often yeah, than not. Yeah,
0: I, I, get, I get that you can get the, the maintenance on the back of it. I just mm. find that if you've got a customer that's going to allow something to get into such a state, that then sometimes not really the right... yeah. No, they're okay. not the ideal client. Now if they've obviously if they've moved in and left it or they've been ill or yeah something of that ilk then fine and I'll provide long term maintenance for it and I will do it and you know I don't turn these things away but I just yeah it's not a great love of mine if I'm honest. In fact it's it's no it's not a great love it's <laughs> a hate. Yeah. Um I, I'm not keen. Yeah, it's not something I'm too fussed about. And I think Maybe it's down to the first few jobs that you do. Yes, you know if they're not that bigger, yeah, um, garden, and it all goes swimmingly into the right amount of bags, and there's no double waste trips, and you know you don't strum a frog, or you know, you know something Shroom horrible, frog. horrendous. Well, it, it happens, doesn't it? Because like wildlife lives in this area, and you know, as much as you kind of. Yeah, it's horrible to say, but yeah, Um yeah. So <clears throat> I think it probably is down to like your experiences of it, and maybe I took on some stuff that I maybe shouldn't have taken on early mm. daughters, and it scarred me potentially. Scarred fine. Maybe I'm you maybe I'm a, a scarred gardener, but no, I, I, I I'm not a fan, if I'm honest, and that's a complete yeah. What? Yeah, completely different. What do I love? that's yeah so obviously i think probably my favorite thing to do is trimming the conifer corner for hedges All right. when i'll caveat yeah. this when they've been well maintained now if they're in the state where they've like they've got long hanging branches on the side and the top They only get cut every two to three years or when somebody can bother to pick the phone up. But those that get cut and have been consistently cut for like 20 odd years and you're only trimming new growth and you can get really, really dense and it leaves a really good finish. That's a, that's a sense of satisfaction Mm. and it looks cool while you're doing it as well. And it's that whole, you know, we're in a period of online, where everything's kind of oddly satisfying, you know, yes. like oddly satisfying pool clean, fast <laughs> moving, you know, and the land iconifer is kind of almost our that's the hedge version, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because well, you wouldn't say an oddly
0: satisfying paracanthus yeah. or like an oddly satisfying laurel, it would always be <laughs> well, it's
1: conifer. because of the, the, the perfectness, yeah. It.
0: yeah, 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 because you can yeah. physically see the bits like dribbling off it as you, yeah. you know, and I don't know. It just, for me, when it's a well-maintained conifer and you've come in to to do a, a job on it annually, and you know for a fact that you're kind of part of that hedge's like history of looking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that, that for me, there are some real jobs I seek out. And mm. we're coming to that time of year and I'm getting... Not excited, but um there's <laughs> there's calls coming in for new new eyes, and um yeah I'm I'm going I'm going to those customers with open arms. But yeah, they're um you know, I don't get me wrong, I mean they, they can be a pain, they can be you know, they can be really testing on your arms. they when they're thick on top, there can be a, they can be real pain, you know, you're stretching out with your long reach on top of your ladders. It can, you know, the, the it's not an easy job by any means, but it do provides a really satisfying feeling. You not the like it it. It when they're, do you not like it when they're overgrown
1: then? And you can start to shape it and bring it back
0: Well, in. the problem with the land eye is once it's been kind of ruined in terms of it's not been cut properly for a number of years, it gets all long and straggly.
1: Mm. And
0: it, trying to get it back to being dense usually doesn't happen. So or it, it doesn't happen for a number of years which obviously is it's, it's diff, you know it's difficult to get a really good cut on you yeah. can get it straight but ultimately you've got to wait for that new growth to beat out the old bad growth which can take a number of years so yeah it's got to be a well maintained lolandi for it to get that really oddly satisfying finish Hmm. But yeah, it's yeah for me. It's yeah, it's one of them jobs that when you're driving off afterwards, you always have a little look over your shoulder. A little look
1: over your shoulder. You know, yeah, you,
0: yeah. If it's in a cool attack, you do an extra turn. <laughs> you know that type of thing, just to kind of yeah. It's always a yeah. It's always a sense of achievement for me that one. Yeah, it's Lalande Conifer. Give us a love then. Oh a no, love. hate. You know, no, sorry, hate. hate. You know, hate. Hate, oh. don't you? So
1: I'm yeah, going to stick with the. I'm going to stick with the uh, the hedge theme. Oh, yeah. Um, overgrown hawthorn. All right, okay. Absolutely hate it.
0: Did you get so, spiked on day one up in a garden? Yes. Is that what it is? I forgot. Everyone Did does. you have inappropriate gloves on? Yeah. Yeah. What gloves? All oh, right, okay, fair enough. You really were well day one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah.
1: No, so obviously, again, be, being out in the the sticks. It's, it's your classic farmer's hedge, um, and it's, again, big back gardens, they, they seem to sort of use it a lot. So obviously it's, it's so fast growing, but when yeah. it's not maintained and it gets long and straggly, again, you get end up with gaps in it and it just doesn't look brilliant. Where, to be fair, I've seen some quite nice, I've done some quite nice, um, where, again, they've been maintained. And you can get quite a, a thick growth on it. But when it's sort of just raw and unkept, it, I just don't enjoy it. And then you've got the, the aspect of it being all spiky and Yeah. So
0: yeah, so I completely agree. When Hawthorne is cut regularly, you know, once a month for maybe the three or four months during the really high growth season. Yes. and it's and and you're trimming tiny little bits off of it yeah it's absolutely fine and it and if anything else it, it's actually a really easy cut once you've got it shaped to where you you want it to be and all you're doing is you're taking off those tiny little bits of extra growth yeah um it is really easy but yeah see i don't find overgrown that bad hawthorn because i find it quite easy to bully back into shape yeah it's, I, it's more the the
1: gaps and where
0: Yeah, it is gappy. yeah. Yeah, I can
1: understand that. It just doesn't look just doesn't look right. That's that's um, why I d I don't like it.
0: Does it not take a good picture at the end?
1: It doesn't, no. No,
0: that's fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I mean to be honest, if you are if you are somebody that updates your socials quite regularly and you're doing before and afters and you're trying to drive some business in and make a little bit of social proof it's not the greatest job, is it? To be honest, no. yeah, no. yeah. I understand, I understand that. We have a few customers that are on a regular cycle for Hawthorn. If it's um, there's an area in York which is called a Garden Village, it's, uh, New Erskine, if you know it. Yeah. But basically, they are uh, every single house has Hawthorn hedging at the front of it, and right. it really does cause a bit of a problem for people walking past because mm. it grows. Yeah long and spiky quite quickly so there's a, there's a period between kind of May and August where we're doing some of these monthly and obviously it doesn't take long and we're, you know the regular maintenance customers so it's just we're doing that while we're doing the grass so it's not crazy yeah. to do yeah and it sounds odd doing a hedge every single month but it's I think these people can get like fined and like oh. Uh, yeah not kicked out but they can get like shamed in the local community if they <laughs> if they don't have it kind of you know upwards is fine but outwards for like disabled access and stuff is always a bit of a bit of a problem so yeah we do we do quite a lot of them regularly
1: yeah i, do, I don't like putting it in waste bags as well because it just doesn't yeah. compact very well and yeah it's just it's just not the, the nicest to work with
0: no i can understand that Right, I'll do one of my... Shall I do one of my loves? No, I'll do one of my hates. I'll do another hate. Why not? I don't like weeding patios.
1: I don't think anybody does.
0: No, but especially me. I <laughs> really don't like it. I have the little Wolfgarten hook tool. I don't know what, what it's called. Um, The one that Patio fits between... Scraper. Is that what it's called? Not a clue. All right. It looks like a little hook thing to try and scrape the roots out and I just don't like it. It just it takes a long time and if the customers don't want it spraying it really upsets me because that's how it should be dealt with (laughs) in my opinion. I'm not scraping between your grouts to try and get it. It just yeah I'll do it but it's not really something that I don't take anything on regularly for it. So if we're doing like uh, the lawn and maybe the border in a house, I wouldn't include deweeding the patio at the same time. No. Because it, it just upsets yeah. me and it yeah. takes, a, it takes a like, it's hard to gauge how long something's going to take and you've got to kind of gauge it on that time it's very diff- difficult to go. It's going to be 45 quid a visit because it's so variable yeah. to w- between the season. And so the only way I'll do that is to spray. So I'll add on the spray charge at the end of it and just give it a couple of squirts. And then um, hopefully that deals with the majority of it. And then at the end of the year, if we do a full cleaning up, we'll remove everything by the roots, And then hopefully we're in a decent position. But yeah, um, putting the getting on your hands and knees which is tough cuz it's it's on the patio and yeah. scraping between the blocks playing yeah. archaeology is not really it just feels it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like a good service do you know what i mean no. yeah you know no. like there are some things where you turn up and you just think like this is a proper service i'm a professional tradesperson with you know the right tools to do the job and then I turn up with, like, a little flat piece of metal to scrape between your patio grouting, and it just feels a little bit amateur.
1: Yeah, do you the other one that goes in the same category, very very similar, is, like, redoing block paving driveways?
0: Yeah. I'd probably class it's that as the, the same. Yeah. yeah I'd probably class that as the same, to be per- per- perfectly well, honest. Because well, they should be totally pressure different pressure ways, yeah. And re-sanded. That's yeah. the... That's the process for that, isn't it? Yeah. And I quite often will ed- educate people into getting that process. I mean, I don't offer yeah. that. So that's that's me just now the goodness of my heart. But providing custom I like to think that I provide customers with the right information and yeah. some honest information to go away and get the right thing done. And yeah, block block yeah, so yeah, so when I say patios, I mean block paving as well. Yeah. But yeah, just anything really. Just any little bits of weed, especially if it's mares tail. Mm, so if yeah. it's mares tail, it's like you're finally losing battle anyway. And I can't get the roots out when it's in the border, let alone no. between your driveway. Like, yeah, I mean to be fair, I don't, I don't often see it in block paving. I can't say I've ever seen mares tail in block paving before. No. Um, I'm sure it will because it's a it's an absolute beast. I mean, it's prehistoric in it for a reason. But yeah. I've seen it on patios where it's come through the gaps, but I've never seen it in block paving. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to
1: see but yeah,
0: yeah, I've never. Uh, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. So yeah, we do, we in patios. Feels amateur. Don't like it, and. There are solutions out there that whereby I don't need to be doing that. Yeah, that's why I hate it.
1: That's, yeah, no, I like that one. What do you want from me next? Do you, want, uh, do
0: you want love or hate? I can't remember how many we're on. Give us a... Think, yeah. <laughs> give us the love. That sounds weird. The um, yeah, give us a give us give us a love. I mean, right. We'll we'll flick back to positivity. Yeah.
1: A classic mulch installation. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, instant it's, gardening.
0: Yeah, instant gardening. Yeah,
1: it's just yeah. I can see that. it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's just you can just transfer again, just transform an area. Do clear you it all.
0: in the ones that you've done? Do you lay yeah. fabric?
1: I lay. It's it's not a fabric, it's a like almost like a plastic material. Woven Oh okay. you can get the you can get like the cheaper fabrics, but I always go for the like hard Just,
0: yeah, for 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 weeds
1: Yeah, but I put yeah. I do put something down, yeah. Yeah um, Just uh, the, the ones that I've done um are very the, the generally you're changing a an overgrown weedy area yeah to something not so overgrown and not so weedy so it's mm-hmm. just that that safety barrier really oh, 100 percent
0: hundred percent yeah because if it, if it's a right mess beforehand then yeah. it you, you're gonna really really struggle to get the all, all of the roots out for the weeds especially yes. if you're doing it all at the same time. And yeah it, it's that yeah it's a fail it's a fail statement
1: yeah head. it's it's a bit of a controversial subject
0: isn't it it's, what you,
1: yeah would you put it down on do i
0: think so and i think if you asked most people if they were doing it from a decorative standpoint they would probably put it down yes. or they would suggest yeah. to put it down if you're trying to use mulch to its Purest form, and for the the right reason for the health of the garden. Yeah. Then, yeah, it should be touching the earth because it's getting, you know, I mean, the, the obviously mulch is designed to suppress weeds anyway, with or without fabric, yes, yeah. and it it retains moisture to help plants, and it keeps out, you know, it keeps out a lot of nasties. It has a lot of good qualities, but yeah, the fabric just ensures that it kind of looks. Yeah the right way now i mean we did a lot at the park that we've recently done on the big project we laid 400 meters worth of um fabric and we had to because it's farmland and it's it's breezy and i tell you what the weeds in that place grow like it's mental how fast the weeds grow now we would nearly we're at a point where they needed to open and the the manager decided to do a little bit of kind of a last minute gardening on one side. And he's put mulch down on without any fabric because we ran out of fabric. Now he did this without us being there, we'd moved on. So you've got 400 meters worth of fabric on one side and you've got about a 50 meter bed with just mulch on the other side. And it's been down for about four months now. And we've had weeds on our side. You know, we go in every couple of weeks and we pick them out. Yeah. The yeah. other side is green. You can't really. even see the mulch. It's mental. Yeah. And it just shows you what would have happened if we hadn't have put them up, yeah. put that fabric down. Now, yeah, of had... course, obviously, we've cut holes in here and we've planted it. Yeah. Post installation free, man, and yeah. stuff. But yeah. And that needs to stay as a decorative thing because it's 400 metres with a garden bed.
1: Yeah, like that's a that's a big it, garden bed.
0: I mean, that's a that's almost a full well. It's not full time job, but that's that's at least one day a week turning garden beds over, pulling weeds. Yeah, to keep that uh, uh, commercial level clean cleanliness. Yeah, and right now we do about two to three hours a fortnight, and that's kept it in a really good position yeah, that so also includes cutting the grass uh, cutting the um, keeping the grasses at the same kind of height to make it look like even all the way through yeah um, pushing some of the mulch back off the path that also includes that as well as weeding the beds um, yeah, it's so a, it's in that it's situation big difference, isn't it? We right, it was the right yeah. thing to do but yeah it's a bit of a bit of a controversial one and I kind of like I'd, I'd love to live in a world where we didn't have to put the fabric down but <laughs> yeah I also don't want to live in a world where you're pulling weed, because trying to get the weeds out once you put mulch down is really difficult. Yeah. Because you can't just stick your trowel straight in like you can the soil. You've got to, like, scoop and move. Yeah. Like, all all the... Uh, all, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of an odd one. But I can totally see why that's one of your loves. That's a really... That's a good one, actually.
1: Yeah, no. Nah.
0: Maybe I've been burnt by like, how much of it I've done this year. But it's not... Yeah. It's maybe just dropped slightly out of the love category. Maybe it's in the... Um, The middle category. The middle. Alright, so um, this is a bit of an odd one, but one of my loves is Scarifying. Oh. And it's a bit of a weird one, because obviously, the lawn looks worse than when you started if you've done your Scarifying properly. Yeah. It's got little lines in it, it's brown or orangey brown uh when it could have been green beforehand because it had all the green moss in it and now it's just been turned over and beaten up scalped and it looks and if you've done it properly it looks slightly different unless you're doing yeah. it like if you're doing it for like twice a year and you've been doing it for years and years and years yes then it's not going to have you're not going to scarify it quite as hard and it's going to look okay but if you if you're doing like lawn renovations for the first time, it should look knackered after yeah. after you've had after you've done the process. Um, I like it. I think it's just. I think it's a really good service. I think it's not something that a homeowner, in my opinion, would get involved in unless you're a real lawn enthusiast.
1: No, because it, the equipment as well. If you if you buy decent equipment, it's it's not
0: cheap. Yeah, you can get plugins like you can anything. Yeah. But if you if you're gonna get like a petrol one that's branded, and you it's gonna pop out the shed once a year, it just doesn't it doesn't really. It's an ex, very expensive, um, and I, I think it's I just think it's a good service to be honest. I think if you can get a number of your regular maintenance customers and then a couple of you know annual ad-hocs on that, I think it's just a small window in time at the beginning and every, maybe end of season where you're just offering that service, you're doing it for like a two to three week period. And then you don't, you don't need to worry about it for the rest of the year. And I just, I don't know. I just like it. I like, it's a bit of variety, which is difficult in this industry when you get to kind of the latter stages of the season. You know, you've, you've, you've removed weeds from beds 14 times. You've mowed the lawn. 14 30 times it's starting to get a little bit monotonous and you're looking at those laland getting ready to cut them and you know it, it's kind of that little like change up and scarifying comes yeah. right at the start of the season it just adds that little bit of variety so, and, so, and and actually yeah. the results are usually like a lot lot better than
1: yeah so after you what, after you've scarified them? do you offer like overseeding normally yeah. or you just scarify yeah
0: so we would you yeah the scarify depend it depends on the situation doesn't it and i don't want to go too far into into what we do lawn care wise but yeah we we'd um usually use like the vertica and then obviously that that provides your lines and you scarifying and then you know we we would offer aeration as well which not everybody would take not, not many people take it to be honest I think it's quite an American thing, actually, aeration yeah. in terms of a bit more of a like a socially acceptable thing to do. Aeration feels like I have to explain it all the time to people, and obviously, that's one of the best things you can do: stop the compaction, and you know, it's got many, many decent qualities for for a healthy lawn. But yeah, we would do an overseed afterwards. No, most of the time, it doesn't really, it doesn't really need it unless we've really gone ham on it. You know, it'll. It'll regen itself a lot of times, but yeah, we we do, and it, it just feels like it's just a little bit of a fail safe. And I'd rather the grass seed beats out the moss, and this just kind of ensures that it so, yeah, we would. I offer that when, when it's priced, that's part of it, right? So, do you
1: want a hate do you like for a me? Offer you how many we got?
0: Oh, we've got a couple left, yeah, yeah, go on then, yeah, do you do a hate then? I'll do
1: a hate. So this is, yeah, you're not going to like this one. Tidying the van, don't like it. To... <laughs> Tidying the van, yeah.
0: I'm no, assuming customers aren't paid to do that. No,
1: do no, but it's it's all part of part of the uh, the job, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. It's yeah. part of the day, yeah.
1: Yeah, you've done a, a long four-hour session, and you've used every single tool in the van. Multiple
0: Does it not give jobs? you a sense of
1: satisfaction after you finish, though? I just can't be bothered. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I, the van's tidy most of the time, but when you've you've done that job and you just want to go home, you just launch everything in the back and wake up the next morning and you've got an hour's worth of tidying to do. I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, I can. It, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you obviously see my van lie out and. You know, I like, it's. I like to think I keep a tidy, a tidy set of tools. Um, there's a YouTube video, by the way, if anyone listening wants to watch it, um, where I run through all the hooks and bits and pieces. Um, where can you find? Yeah. that? Sorry. Where can you find that? Um. Yeah. Particularly Gardens YouTube. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. It's a bank long care uh, setup 2022 or something. Um. But yeah. It's. Um. Yeah. So I've got hooks and bits and pieces. Or obviously for every single tool that we take out daily, there's obviously some like unique stuff that just sits on the floor or sits in a pile. Yeah. And if I've got a van full of waste from a clearance job or a hedge cut or something like that, it's all loaded. And then of course the broom needs to go in afterwards, the boat, the blower needs to go in afterwards. And there are a few things that go in after the waste. Yes. So they sit near the waste. Because I can't quite reach the reach the pole. <laughs> and that annoys me. That annoys me a lot.
1: It's just issues like... of having a big van.
0: But it, it's got, I think it's because it's got its space and it's not sat in yeah. it. But I'm not yeah. unloading the van to then reload it. Just because the, the blower sat slightly cockeyed. It's... Um... But, yeah. I can see that. I can see that.
1: But... Yeah, I, th- I mean, I'm going to get the van stickered up this month. <laughs> So I think that'll start to change once yeah. that's that's done. I'm going to get it boarded out and get it sorted properly. It's it's sorted, but it's. I think
0: once you've got everything in its place, yeah. and everything has its place. It changes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it'll probably start it's to annoy easier. you when. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably start to annoy you when things aren't in the right place. Yeah. It certainly does. It certainly does me. You know, I worked with a, a guy for a couple of weeks over summer, and me and Tom, who I work with regularly, the trowel was backwards on the wall. Oh, no. And, like, it's such oh, a stupid no. thing. But Tom went, well, I know you didn't do that. And I certainly <laughs> didn't do that. <laughs> Poor new guy. Probably thought, well, a set of anal weirdos. Yeah, um,
1: next time I'm in the event, I'm going to put trial backwards.
0: Yeah. Right, I'll do a quick hate. And then I'll finish with, a, uh, finish with a love. My hate, and I really hate this one. In fact, I'll turn it down i hate it that much um this for me is the ultimate sin of a garden when you've got grass growing in the border i hate it absolutely hate it when grass has seeded itself in the border and then it's just been allowed to take over and have a party it's just it hurts to get it out the soil's usually really compact yeah. and dry, and it's very difficult to get there. Not not all borders. Like if if they've, if they've well maintained and they've been aerated regularly, it's just it's a finger pick, and the root will come out with it. But when you're having to like drive the hoe or the the trowel in to try and get the roots out of it, and it's just a foot high. And the grass is just laughing at you. It's just, yeah, I hate it. I think it's the worst thing, if I'm honest. And I just want to scrim it to the ground and then stick some fabric and mulch over it and just be, <laughs> just be done with it. And I don't think I'd be out of that. I don't think I'd be out of orders to suggest that, to be honest. And I have right. done. But yeah, I'm, I just don't like it. It just really, really. It's one of those jobs where you turn... It just
1: looks you... awful, doesn't it? it?
0: It does, and you know what back-breaking effort you're going to be yeah. going to to get to it and what slow progress you're going to be turning the beds over as well. It's because you've not only got to get the stuff out, which is really quite tough, but then you're turning the bed over and you've got little bits in it yeah. then you've got to remove the bits yeah. and it's yeah it yeah it's for me it's just horrendous and I, I really don't like doing it and I do charge a premium if I'm doing a border and it's got grass in it right it's, yeah it's um I can't obviously tell you what the premium is because it's, it's it varies but if I was to have a like roughly in my mind this border is four by three. And it's got I don't know. It's herbaceous border. But it's got grass in it. There'll be an additional charge for that. I won't itemise it, but in my head I'll know that I'm, I'm... Yeah. um <laughs> there's seventeen great blades of grass charged out of twenty five P a blade. No, it's not I don't I obviously itemise it, but I know I know that inside like I know that it's gonna be a pain. So yeah. it does get it does get an additional um, charge on it, and do you know what? I think that was the right thing to do, and I'll keep doing it. guess yeah. yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah, I might start doing that. Oh god, I've swayed
1: him. I've swayed him. <laughs> um,
0: have you got any more?
1: Yes, uh, I've got. I've got one more hate and one more love. Mm-hmm. So I shall do. Do the hate, hate, and we'll end on the love. Yeah. Close out of the love. Again, it's it's to do with flower beds, borders, oh.
0: stuff like that. I mean, we are it's, gardeners, it's it's perfectly acceptable to have a couple yeah, of yeah. things in borders because there's so much variety in there. So this one is
1: you know when you you get to your border and you look at it, you quote it up, and you don't don't go into like the back of it or anything. The back the front's been turned over. Back's not been touched in years, and it's hard, and it's compact, and you've got to get the big fork out. It's, the, big, yeah, the big fork? The big fork, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, compact, compacted soil in How much bigger then. is the
0: big fork than the, the little fork? Well, is the little fork a hand fork?
1: Yeah, you know, like you eat your spaghetti with.
0: Oh, right, okay. <laughs> That one. Are you charging yeah. by the hour by any chance? If you're using calculations yes. to say garden beds. Yep, that's
1: the yeah. one. <laughs> <Day> um. <right. laughs> yeah, so the big fox quite big. Um, but yeah, yeah I just hate when the soil's compacted and you've got weeds in there, and you've got to turn it all over. and You can't just like, pick the weeds out and run your hands through it. It's it just turns into a nightmare, and it's hard work. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind hard work, but
0: I mean, we've had th- we've had forty degree heat, haven't we?
1: Yeah,
0: where we live, yeah. and it just that's dries just, out. yeah, yeah. If they're empty, the beds, not empty, but very like, there's not a lot of yeah. foliage in them to keep them keep them moist. Yeah, they were burnt. They were really burnt. Yeah. If they've had sun on them all day, yeah, I can imagine that one. Would... Yeah. No, I get I get that one. Yeah. I think yeah, that's I've similar got... to similar to the grass one, isn't it? Just yes. yeah. Just a uh, not friendly border. Yeah. I, think I, prob- I mean yeah. I've
1: got I've got a couple of customers with like the some of the flower beds you are talking they've got six or eight flower beds that are 25, 30 meters by five or six meters.
0: But yeah.
1: Like big, big flower beds. <laughs>
0: It's like you're a country gardener. Jesus. Yeah. Some of my lawns are smaller than that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: What, and they're just overgrown and waiting for?
1: So yeah, it's compact, dry. It, it's just not a good, a good time. It's not fun gardening. I like
0: fun jobs. Not That's fair. Not I understand. Me. I understand that. Yeah, it's 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 hard work. We, Weeding borders is tough work. It's physically demanding. It can be emotionally draining if you've not brought the back of the, the job. It can be quite... I mean, I don't take on borders that are massive, unless it's part of, like, an annual cleanup. So I wouldn't maintain borders as part of my business if they were large. Just because it just doesn't sit well with me, I don't like it. it I get fidgety and irritable, and like you know I you can't need sit to? still. Needs to listen to a podcast. <laughs> I tried, I tried, <laughs> I tried. There's no, there's no podcast in the world that's entertaining enough to make me sit still for three hours <laughs> and wait a wait a border. I just, it just, can't be done. Unless I know I'm not having to come back for another twelve months until another annual yeah. clean up, then that kind of that's alright. But yeah, it's not yeah on a rig- on a two weekly cycle four weekly cycle couldn't do it it just doesn't don't sit well with me that's fine it's you know with all of this stuff it's the the great uniqueness of gardening and landscaping yeah. there's there's so much stuff out there that even even if you do offer the lot you're going to have your bits that you prefer and bits that you know you, you don't quite yet you don't like as much in those customers that you don't seek out and that's what's good it makes yeah it makes for a very varied um industry so my last one my last love is shrub removal which is a controversial one because a lot of people hate doing shrub removals i really like removing shrubs and taking stuff Either out of the ground or down to the ground, or slightly below the surface if needed. If I'm not doing it in a hundred percent the best way, if I, if I just can't get it out, and I'll need a stump grinder. Yeah, I think I like it because if you take a logical approach, and you kind of there's so many different ways to do it, and everyone's got a different opinion and a different tool and a different opinion on how it should be done the fastest and ultimately the faster you do it the more profit you make as well yeah because the people are paying for the results now if you can come up with some like ingenious way and there is a few ways to get them out if you can come up with an ingenious way to get it out and it comes out and it pops out the ground in no time at all leaving no roots. happy days job done and the before and after is pretty good because it's not there anymore. So, yeah, I think this, I, I like it. I like short removal. I think, yeah. I like the idea that there's so many different ways and techniques and even levels of skill to be able to do that job. And that's what kind of, like, gets me going. Because you try something and then you're like, yeah, it's not coming out that way. Yeah, Try another thing. That's not gonna you know, work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's... um yeah, I like it. I don't think I want to do it 40 hours a week because it's quite that breaking yeah. But once it's out, you know, the effort's finished. Once yes. you get that final crack of the last root coming out the ground, you're like, yes, no more no more lifting, tugging, pulling, swinging, <laughs> dragging. <laughs> you know, it's done. You just got to load it in the van or whatever, and, and, then, it, and then it's done. Yeah, so for me, it's it's, it's no, That's a good one. I like, a good one. I like it. I like it. What's your last?
1: My last one. So this is a bit of a curveball for for a gardener. Pressure washing. Oh, okay. So it, again, it's that result you get after it.
0: The ultra satisfying.
1: It's satisfying, yeah. Um,
0: do you do you offer that much then? Have you got? Are you doing, are you doing a few? Because it's not. I'll be honest. It's not something that's part of my arsenal.
1: So, I'll, generally, I, I won't offer it. It's not a, a service I'd offer at the moment, but it's
0: an upsell service. Yeah. Okay. You do um, the maintenance. You can also do the.
1: So, yeah. If I do the, the pressure from my, my lawn route or anything like that, I notice. And th- that way I can pick and choose what I do. Yeah. And what, what stone you're doing on. Because you get something like a an Indian stone where it's really mm-hmm. colourful and it's just covered in like algae and moss, mm. you can very quickly or not not too quickly with a, a small pressure washer, but you can relatively quickly get that result and get it looking yeah. like new.
0: Well Indian uh, stone looks mint when it's wet anyway, doesn't it? Yes. As long yeah. as it's not covered in covered in rubbish. It look irrespective if it's just been just been washed or whatever new in new wet Indian stone looks yeah. good and yeah it'll only look better when it's been chemically treated and it's you know, yeah yeah I could understand that
1: no that's I that's think, what I like that's what you yeah
0: I think I think for me pressure washing is always something I've I've kind of just put to the background really it's not something I've ever I've never offered it I've never I've always just recommended alternative people whenever I've ever been asked by customers and I think there's just there's so many companies that do it so well with massive water tanks, yes, massive ability, different chemicals, the right training, and there's so much like professionalism out there. Yeah, yes. and it's the same as the the twenty quid cook guy in gardening, isn't it? You know, yes. it turns yeah. up with his mum's lawnmower and a plug-in strummer. There's varying degrees, and then you go all the yeah. way up to like. You know, to like my level where I've got professional equipment and, you know, insurance and all that kind of stuff. Then you can go even further and you've got people with like twelve thousand pounds, zero turns. And yeah. you know that <clears throat> the different degrees. And it's the same for pressure washing. And I've seen these companies that just turn up and they're just like Yeah, they're doing roofs and like Yeah walls and guttering while they're up there and then they're just they're just putting the whole house through a rinse cycle (laughs) and it's popping out at the other end and it's looking and they've not even turned the tap on. Yeah. And I just feel like the offering that I want to make, it's got to be nowhere near comparable, but it's got to be, I I want at least a commercial grade pressure washer before, and then I'll announce to the world that I'm ready to do it after I've had a little bit of training, but it's, yeah, it's not something I've done. I've just danced near it. I had a little yeah, look so and then I I said I'm not ready for
1: it. Yeah, that's, I suppose that's why I've picked and choose the customers, the properties. Oh, is. I don't think there's
0: anything wrong it's, with offering pressure washing services. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's just the level that I feel like we're at in the business in terms of the professionalism of the rest of the services. Yeah. I'm very selective on what services we do and don't offer. I feel like if I'm going to do another one, I want to make sure that it's, like, in line with yeah the services that I'm already offering. Same, the same quality. Of, and, yeah, 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 I think, yeah. Because if I'm, like, doing a, you know, if I'm doing it for a long guy customer and I've been, you know, I do the hedges and lawns and scarify treatment, and I turn up and then I'm, like, doing a pressure washer job and I'm, like, missed bits or I've, like... <laughs> a bit of mud up halfway up the house, not that the like, or I'm conscientious yeah. and stuff like that. But like mistakes happen, especially when you're new at something. Yeah, I just feel like yeah, I want to make sure that when I do do it, I want to do it absolutely right, and I want to make sure that it's it's in line with everything else, and it just looks like no, it's, na- it, yeah, it's it's another extension. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow,
1: I think that is. H. There was a lot of love and hate there, wasn't there? Yeah.
0: I think the conclusion is Borders can be a pain. Yeah. Definitely. And um, I, I, yeah, I think ultimately I wanted to kind of do the the, the the love and hate situation on some of this because there is so much variety out there and there'll be people listening to this that'll just be like huh, Matt's in here. What do you be What do you mean he doesn't like working Borders? And you know, like Mike's an idiot. What it, you know, like what do you mean he wasn't like tidying his van? He's always tied <laughs> your van, you know, But then they'll have something yeah, yeah. That, that well, It's personal, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. yeah. And the industry's so varied in terms of what you can and can't offer. There's just yeah. a really interesting one what people don't like, and it it is down to experience. It's down to the experiences of individuals that have had they've basically had a terrible day at some point. Yeah, and it's but it's put them and it's put them off, <laughs> and you know it, it sticks with you those days, and it probably does influence your decision moving forward as to what you should and shouldn't offer. Cool, I think we're we'll, we'll leave this one there. I think, shall we? Yeah, I think that's a, um, that's a
1: wrap for this one.
0: Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you um you want to watch any more content, obviously there's a YouTube channel at Meticulous Gardens. Uh, which myself, which we've got a couple of uh, couple of videos. If not, tune in next week, and um, we've got another podcast episode coming up. I'm going to continue to roll these out, and um, yeah, yeah, we're enjoying doing it, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Thank you.
1: See you later.